Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us on TRB Live. So if you are with us and you're in the chat or you're just hanging out, don't need to be in the chat. Either way, you are with us and we thank you for that. Welcome to the show. We got another good one because there's a lot of news to talk about. Bob Iger mouthing off. Uh, well, not really mouthing off. Just doing what CEOs do, which can be mouthing off, I guess. Uh, Donald Glover finally talking Lando. A lot to get into. Uh, but before I do, just want to say hello to James and Lacey. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I was excited to go to a uh, Disturbed concert this weekend, but it got canceled. The uh, singer came down with a sickness. So that's how we're starting this. <laughs> All right. A disturbed reference. Lord. <laughs> I was going to make fun of you for going to a disturbed concert, but um, that was my anyway. first concert ever, believe it or not. Really? Mine was New Kids on the Block. Uh, Lacey, for, what was your first concert and how are you doing? I believe my first concert was Genesis with Phil Collins. Or John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, John Mayer is from Fairfield, Connecticut, which is around where I'm from. Um, and I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk Star Wars. Let's do this. Yeah. So if you are joining us live, welcome. Thank you so, so, so much. Uh, yes, I am wearing the Belgian prop crew shirt. There it is uh, from uh celebration london so thanks to chris mm -hmm. and andy love you guys love the shirt it's it's one of those shirts too that it didn't like shrink it like just always fit me and it's just it's one of my favorite t-shirts um but anyway if you are joining us live thank you uh we do have super chats available if you would like your comment read on the show we are not doing ask the resistance tonight we're doing resistance transmissions later in the show so if you did send in a post to that We'll see if you made it on the show. But if you do have questions, uh, we'll probably get back to those next week. Um, so to get things going here, obviously, some bad news, also some happy news. The bad news was obviously the passing of Carl Weathers unexpectedly, at least to, to public knowledge, unexpectedly. It hit me like a like a ton of bricks. Um, just, uh, you know, decades of on-screen performances uh, for me, starting with Rocky, of course, as Apollo Creed. And I think without him and um, even Sylvester Stallone had said in his um, sort of somber um, post about this is that um, the movie probably doesn't work without um, what Carl Weathers brought to that. And that wound up winning, you know, best picture and, and all that. And then all of a sudden decades later, he finds his way into star Wars later in his life and starts this new career directing and uh, just seeing him at celebrations and how, how genuinely fun he seemed he seemed to be having so much fun doing this and how he was with the fans uh and and speaking of the prop guys you know they said he was a, a delight to to be with backstage so just a, a warm awesome presence for someone of such of, of such talents and it's uh he was a, a humbling presence too because of that and he'll, he'll be sorely missed not just you know for grief carga and, and that sort of thing but just you know the impact he had uh as just a person and his legacy will live on though um so I don't know. But did that guy? Did that hit you guys hard? Like all of a sudden, I remember I, I posted it in our chat. Like, oh my god, Carl Weathers died. It's just one of those things. Whenever somebody that you are a fan of dies suddenly like that, it's just like this wave of shock. Yeah, it it was. It felt like it. <laughs> it he's too young, you know, or something. Like it was like surprising that it happened. Um, you know, you always expect people to live like a longer time and it wasn't anything like a, like a, an accident or something like that. It just seemed like it was like an old age type thing, but shocking to me because it's, it's another situation. You know, we're not really going to talk about the Gina Carano stuff, but it's another situation now that Mandalorian has to deal with having a, a mainstay character just sort of like disappear and they're just like not going to address it. It's unfortunate and it's just upsetting. You know, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious how they're going to handle that. But for me personally, it was definitely very shocking because it was a another reminder of like, make every day count because you never know what's going to happen to you yeah. or the people you care about and the people you love. Um, he was just, like John said, so happy and funny. He was so funny. And all the clips people were posting from like Arrested Development where he's like, 
take this bone, you put it in a cup with potato, you got a stew going. <laughs> and right. the fact that yeah. that was all him. Yeah. So a little background knowledge that like, if you don't like rest of development, you might not know this, but they called him to do this part. And he was like, okay, but I don't want to make Apollo jokes the whole time. Like I'm, I'm over that. Can my guy be like super cheap? And they were yeah. like, sure. And so like he, that whole like bit of like him going to Burger King and like, all, that's all him. Yeah. And uh, just seeing clips of course of Chubbs from Gilmore, like uh, he's so funny. Predator. <laughs> I mean, just so many. I, I don't like those scary movies. So I like, I like I've probably seen Happy Gilmore more than any other movie. Oh my period. God. The clip that they someone was posting of the Adam Sandler bit where he like approaches him and the, the batting cage and he's just like, and he took my hand. And he's like, oh God. <laughs> and the kid in the background. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. And then he's in heaven or happy place, find your happy place. And he's like, I got my hand back. Yeah, he's like, they wouldn't let me on the keeps tour. playing like, in the back because oh, you're black. He's like, no, the alligator bit my damn hand off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was so good. He was so he's good so all funny. the way to the end, man. It's just like, just so, it's it just it's so horrible. It sucks, but um, you know, he will live on, and 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 that legacy will always be there. So we'll always be able to revisit him and everything that he gave us. So that is a good thing because uh, mm-hmm. not everyone gets to to do that. But uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. But good news is happy birthday today to the maestro, uh, John Williams, 92 years old today. Um, still working. Uh, He's like, I retired. Psych. Yeah. So just happy birthday to John Williams. Not watching this at all, but just throwing that out there because he's the greatest of all time. And people throw (laughs) out, you know, people say goat all the time and the greatest and stuff. That's the one, the one thing. Star Wars fans would be like, yeah, yeah, yep. We yeah. all 100% I mean, movie agree. fans would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Soundtrack fans, yeah, yeah. Orchestral yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. Is so, it, like, I, it- I'm going to try this new thing going forward if there's ever, like, a fight with Star Wars fans. And it's always online because people just become the worst versions of themselves online. I just want to, like, pop in a comment, be like, John Williams, greatest ever, right? And see if that ends that fight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we do have one other thing that we need to speculate on that is going to be answered uh, a little more than 12 hours from now, which is this <laughs> whole Empire Magazine thing that has everyone going crazy. So, James, I don't know if you have that there to pop up on the screen. Yeah, I do. Give me one second. I didn't pull it up ahead it's, of time. But... So Empire Magazine did a little tease on social media. And they posted a, an image with the Star Wars uh, blue font with the starry background that says hello there. Um, and then obviously says the logo on the bottom. And that, so tomorrow, 4 p.m., uh, their time, which they confirmed is, uh, should be 11 a.m. East, U.S. East. Uh, so 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific. But the bottom line here is it sent people crazy and a lot of people seem to think that this is some sort of announcement, that this is an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two announcement. Uh, I want to get your guys take on it, but you know, I've been out of the reporting game for a while, but Empire Magazine doesn't announce things. You know, if they, if they were going to announce a new season or a new movie or a new show or something like that, that would come from Lucasfilm or, you know, you know, something of that nature, but not, uh, a magazine like Empire Magazine. So what do you guys think this is? If you had to guess what this is, Lacey, I'll start with you. What do you think? If you had to speculate, we're going to have our answer in 12 hours. So not a big deal if we're wrong. What do you think this is? Because I have my guess, but I want to hear what yours is. Uh, I don't think it's Kenobi because I know obviously hello there is there's like four phrases that the press and or marketing or companies use when they're talking about Star Wars, especially people that aren't diehard fans, but like know enough. And it's like, hello there. The force is strong with blank. Uh-huh. Just I, like generally like galaxy far, far away, like added to. Yes. If join us next was, week in a galaxy far, far. Yeah. If there was ever a uh, phrase to take a shot on during May the 4th, it's the force is strong with blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. Stand that phrase. Um, I'm going to guess that it's probably something with the Phantom Menace because it's the anniversary, maybe a photo shoot with a bunch of the people. 
um, or a behind the scenes discussion with George Lucas about the Phantom Menace because it could be an interview with George Lucas. Um, I don't think it's an announcement because that would be really weird that they would announce it there. I would assume they would announce it more on like a ver- like a Vanity Fair or Hollywood Reporter or I don't know Deadline. I guess Deadline had some scoops, but I don't think it's a. a or shot. Bob Iger would have said it yesterday. Today, yesterday, yeah, yeah. Um, so, James, what do you think? Um. Well, I mean. Super Bowl usually kicks off a lot of big trailers and things. And we were sort of talking about how Disney plus might have something and it might incorporate the, the shows that are coming out, uh, coming soon. So you got, you know, your bad batch and your, um, uh, tales of the Jedi, but then obviously your two big, like live action series that are also coming. So we might see some snippets on Sunday. And I thought if that's the case, um, like maybe whatever this first show is, uh, maybe they're going to start doing that. And if, and if they're, they're putting it out there in video format, then there's there, it might sort of be the beginning of the cycle for press for that show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, to, like uh, Sunday could say, you know, we've got this coming and this coming and this coming. And then it says the acolyte and it has the date, you know, and then it's like, okay, well now we've announced the date. So then, you know, this stuff. And so if the press cycle is starting for that show, then maybe this is having to do with that. But again, it feels like it's sort of an announcement of, you know, first look at, you know, kind of thing. So I don't know. What do you think? What are you thinking, John? Well, so I don't think I'm, I'm ruling out an, an announcement of a new movie or a new show or a second season of anything. I think most fans, for some reason, thought that Empire all of a sudden was going to be announcing seasons of shows. So, one, Empire's never done that. That's not what they do. Um, you know, Bob Iger would have said that yesterday, or Lucasfilm would put out a press release about this. Two, if they were, if they did have the exclusive rights to announce a new show or a new season of something, they wouldn't tease it the day before because then scoopers. You know, including ones that may be living around the area where these shows film would snipe it and like put out their thing first and take all the glory on that. Two, a lot of people said, I think it's the Phantom Menace magazine for the 25th anniversary. It's possible it's that. But let me say this, and maybe I'm wrong here. I think that would be such a letdown. Like, why do you need to like, why would you need to tease that with a hello there? which he doesn't even say in The Phantom Menace. He says in Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But why would you tease that you're doing a 25th anniversary magazine? Like, I I guess it's going to be cool when they do that, but... Because of everything that's happening today. Because it's such a big phrase that everybody knows is Star Wars related. I know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, why do you need to tease that you're going to be doing The Phantom Menace 25th anniversary? Because everybody teases everything. But to me, it's not a big deal. Like it's going to come out. And be like, everybody oh, teases everything. How many tweets do you see daily that are like, but that's my we point, have though. a big guest. You won't believe what's in my inbox. But that that's kind of my point though. People now <laughs> you saw what everybody did. Now everybody's expectations are Obi-Wan season two. You know, everyone thinks we're getting Obi-Wan season two. Now people who aren't like dialed into knowing what like empire does. So people are going to the mindset that tomorrow it's going to be you and McGregor. And it's gonna be this big announcement of Obi-Wan season two. And then they're going to get a 25th anniversary cover of the Phantom Menace anniversary. And people are gonna be like, what really? But what if so it is that, though? I think it very well could be. And it, it probably is, but I think that's a mm. mistake. My hope is that they're teasing because they have something exclusive and, and new and it's something for the Acolyte. It's like, first look at the Acolyte. I think that would be cool. That's something worth teasing people over. Not necessarily a 25th anniversary of a movie. They didn't tease 25th, 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Like, why are you teasing mm-hmm. 25th anniversary of the it, Phantom Menace all of a sudden? It is interesting with the timing being the Super Bowl, like James said. So it could be teasing something with them, but them also saying, hey, and this Sunday, a, t- a trailer is going to play over the Super Bowl. But what, but what does Empire have to gain on that? You know, like, I feel like whatever this is, is exclusive to Empire, not like a paired, you know, promotional thing. I think that what if it's the teaser before the teaser and then there was a teaser? That's what I'm saying. Like actual teaser. People treat trailers, even though they're commercials, like they're big events now. But Empire is a magazine like it's going to be whatever they're doing is going to be a digital magazine. 
it's e- yeah, but it's either going to be stills or an interview, right? Isn't it? That's right, what but they of? could still release information in that interview. How many times we've we seen people screenshot interviews yeah. and highlight it and stuff? My my hope it, it's it's acolyte stuff. If it's the Phantom Menace, I think it's a little silly that they put everyone in a frenzy over so twenty five years of the Phantom Menace. That's cool, I mean, but. If I was Lucasfilm, I'm not saying this is like the best plan, but if I was Lucasfilm and I was spending a bunch of money on a on a trailer for the Super Bowl, I might also go to an outlet and say, hey, can you tell everybody a couple days before yeah, <laughs> that 100%. there's going to be a big Super Bowl trailer? I don't you think know? that's how I don't think that's how that works, but I don't know. I don't I don't think it's how it works, but it sort of makes sense in the sense of like that it's it's another just way to advertise that something's coming. Um, but, mm-hmm. but you're, you are right in the sense that like it, I don't know, it seems kind of silly to like tease the tease for the trailer, which is a tease for it's just, the show, you know, it's like, oh my like, gosh. Em, like Empire Magazine isn't going to be like, yeah, we want this exclusive to tease a teaser for a for a TV show. That just doesn't make sense to me. So it's something clearly having to do with their magazine that is going to be something exclusive. And if it is the Phantom Menace thing, fine. I think they put fans into a bit of a frenzy for nothing. Um, but it's still, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't, I don't think people should go into tomorrow expecting a new. What did you think it show. was? I, I think it's going to be Acolyte. First look at Acolyte. That's what oh, I think. Okay. Then why um, would they use hello there? <laughs> because of the reason you said they have their like tr- trades and magazines have their stock Star Wars quotes they use that aren't in context. It doesn't mean this is about Obi-Wan, in my opinion. So it's just like, hello there, we're here. Hi, hello there. We're using a Star Mm. Wars line because we're cute and clever. And this is what we're going to do. Because Phantom Menace, hello there, doesn't work either. Even though he's in it, he doesn't say it in that movie. So I... If it is 25th anniversary of Phantom Menace and people are happy, awesome. I think it's going to be a cool magazine, but teasing it, I I think, is a little silly. Kenny in the chat's going, yeah, Lacey, it's print and digital. I know. I know Empire's print and digital. I'm saying because there's a digital side, they would include something digitally that would then accompany their article online, which would drive you to the online article as well as buying it. You know what I mean? Like, so you buy the article for the interview, but then if you go to their interview online, you could see additional information and or a teaser or whatever. Yeah, I'm just cautioning people. Don't don't go into tomorrow expecting Obi-Wan season two announced. Uh, happy to be mm. wrong. I no, no big deal to me. It's just to me, Empire Magazine doesn't do that type of stuff. And if it is an Obi-Wan season two, you can expect it probably from Lucasfilm unless Lucasfilm gets sniped by scoopers or something like that. Um, but either way, it's going to be something cool with Star Wars. So we'll all love it. I just hope people didn't get their hopes up if it is not what they're expecting. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Now we do have some stuff to talk about that hopefully is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so James, why don't we fire up the old resistance report? It's funny because I think like the intention was that was going to be just like a light thing that we should talk about, but we probably just should have included that in Resistance Report. James, we talked so much. I see we have a super chat. It looks like it's a very important one, so we should probably get to it. Okay. (laughs) Well, before we get to the first story, we'll do that. (laughs) <laughs> so from Fort Worthy and what up, man? How's it going? Thanks for the super chat. You said TRB, Lacey should submit her draft picks too. Sorry, fellas, but think she would win. What are my draft picks for? What? So we the did this episode picks. of the podcast on Monday. Mm-hmm. What was that the draft for? was about the 10 most underrated performances in Star Wars. Oh. Well, we drafted, we each, you know, we took turns drafting. So it was five from me, five from James. And if he picked one of mine and I can't use it, that type of thing. So who did you guys say? Uh, I won. Uh, What did I say, James? (laughs) I win. How do you win if it's between two people? (laughs) Well, he he likes to think that he, like, asked uh, the main chat on our Patreon who did well. And everybody's mm, like, I like your picks, John. These, these were the picks. So I'll go, I'll run through it real quick. So this was the order of the draft. I had first pick and I went with Mark Hamill in The Empire Strikes Back, specifically on Dagobah. Uh, James went next and he picked Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, just in general. 
Uh, then James had another pick because we did it snake style. And he picked, he sniped me. He picked Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Then I came back with Sam Witwer as Maul. Uh, and then David Prowse and anyone else who brings Darth Vader to life physically. Then James went with Ronald Falk as Dexter Jetster, just solely to uh, make Brian Ward happy. <laughs> and then he went with Lupita Nyong'o as Maz. And then my last two picks were the Millennium Falcon in the Kessel Run. Incredible performance. And Mark Lewis Jones as Captain Kennedy in TLJ. And then James finished us off with Captain Panaka, Hugh Quarshie in The Phantom Menace. So that was the draft. Hmm. Not to like, yeah, not to put you mm. on the spot in the middle of a show. Well, Lacey but, can think about it, and then if you know, yeah, oh, I didn't mean to click that. Even Sorry, if it's like really one or two or something, you're just thinking underrated performances. Um, yeah. underrated though. That's the thing is like, how do you determine what's underrated? Exactly. I guess this is a question for John. John, how do you determine what's an underrated performance? Because you guys are saying underrated, like Alden Ehrenreich. I kind of agree because you have a ton of people that are like, he sucked. So mm -hmm. that's like an underrated mm -hmm. performance. But all those other ones I feel like aren't underrated because people like those performances. Well, I think like so on a couple of them, like I don't think most people would even be able to tell you the name of the person who even did that character in some of those instances. In well, other yeah, characters, like, like I did so Diego Peter Luna. from Chewbacca is one that I would pick because okay. nobody really knows that it's him inside the suit. I'd choose Yona Sotomo, who's also Chewbacca. <laughs> people don't really okay. people underestimate both of them in the in the costumes. Um, okay. uh, probably K two S O. That was on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who does him? Yeah, I, of course I do. I'm blanking right now. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I got you. That was that was on my list because I was like, I think most people He's know actually, the actor, uh, Weaselton know the character as well. What's his but name? Don't oh know, but don't know that Steve he the pirate. did that character. Yeah. Yes. What's his name? It's going to drive me bananas. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yes. All right. Gosh. We do have to. I know we have a lot to get to. Okay. Come to back to me at the end of the show yeah. and I'll, I'll right. list my five. Well, you've done it. You've right. done it. You've named like four already. Three. Um, so here we go, James. Yeah. Let's let's see what's going on <laughs> Where with, are we at? Uh, with a, another another great performance in Star Wars that hopefully is continuing. Right. So a Hollywood Reporter article came out uh, and it was them interviewing Donald Glover for the uh, show that's coming out, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith that is happening. And it was a very long and extensive article that covered a lot of the drama that went into the show, including this with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I saw lots of headlines about it. Um, but we're Star Wars podcasts. So we're going to notice the one things they did talk about Star Wars. And the biggest thing that sort of just came out of it was in general, it's like he wants to be Lando. He wants to do it. This is why he did it before. This is why he wants to continue doing it. And it's because he personally really likes the character and his kids really like Star Wars. So we're just going to kick it off with that. John, what are your thoughts on um, Donald Glover and his Lando chatter? You know, I'm liking what's happening right now with um, actors and talent, uh, you know, that side of the aisle in Hollywood, especially post strikes, um, sort of not being afraid to be candid about their thoughts on the industry right now. And there's this, you know, Dakota Johnson had, had a, a big thing recently that's getting a lot of attention about her saying, you know, they're not trusting the creative people. They're not trusting the artists. The studios think they know what the people want. Um, and same type of tone here with Donald Glover saying like, I wanted to control this thing because I wanted to make the movie I wanted to make. I don't want to make the movie that everybody else can make. And I like that. That is, that's an artist. That's, you know, um, and also his answers are perfect. And he said, because I love those characters, he was plural, mm -hmm. which got me happy because that means maybe we are getting more of the characters from Solo in this Lando movie. Uh, and then, of course, him saying, because my kids love Star Wars. And that's the most George Lucas answer you could possibly have when talking about why you want to make Star Wars. You know, George Lucas keeps saying, you know, uh, you know, grown men get mad at me because they want tough guy movies. And the, I, he, the, I hate to remind them that I made these movies for kids, children. And Glover gets that. And I 
believe everything he's saying. I think there's a genuineness to his words. And just the fact that here we are in now, we can hit that timestamp of present day, February 2024, Donald Glover talking about his Lando movie in the present is a great sign for me because I know we were getting people recently were like, I don't know if that Lando movie is going to happen. It boosted my confidence that it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also falls in line with our, you know, what our next story is going to be about Bob Iger and Disney+. Plus. There seems to also be a trend going on of removing things from that up to theatrical. And uh, I'm really excited. I hope we start hearing more about this movie this year and hopefully leading to some form of production. And of course, Cherry on the Sunday would be this sort of being our opportunity for a sequel to Solo. Um, So I'm rooting for Donald Glover. I liked everything he had to say about this. uh, And... I hope it happens. Yeah. Lacey, thoughts on uh, Donald Glover's comments? I think Donald Glover is one of those people that's like insanely talented on so many different levels that anytime I hear him talk about like the things that he's doing, you're just like, I I could never be on that level of talent. Like in this interview alone, they're talking about how he's acting. He, you know, ran the show. He's doing Atlanta. Then they're like, do you think you'll do a comedy again? And he's like, oh, Maybe. And then he's talking mm-hmm. about Bill Burr, like on his talking to Bill Burr and Chris Rock and like whether he'll do it again. And then they're like, uh, Childish Gambino. And he's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I feel, and I'm like, this guy is so extremely. So I want to set that up that this guy has so much talent that I couldn't be more confident that he's going to do something awesome because he's made it clear from interviews previously to now that he is not going to waste his time on something that's not worth it. Right. Um, And there's nothing I appreciate more. And I think this is definitely a post COVID thing, which he has said before of appreciating that the time that you have, which we were just talking about with, um, you know, Carl Weathers, appreciating the time that you have here on earth and doing what you care about, because there's no time like the president and why waste your time on something you don't care about. So the fact that he's really developing this idea and doing what he loves and saying like, yeah, I'm putting my, my time and energy into this is fabulous because he was one of the standout parts of solo star Wars story. I think he's something that everybody agreed on was like over the top. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him talking about how he sat down with Billy D Williams and was like, Hey man, what do you think? And Billy D wasn't even paying attention to him. Cause he was quote, looking at the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> like that. While like, saying just be charming. Yeah. Just be charming. He's like looking at the waitress, which is so Lando of him <laughs> to be doing. Um, which I love. Uh, So the thing about this though, that makes me a little nervous, which I feel like as Star Wars fans collectively, we all have anxiety and trauma and nervousness when it comes to new projects right now. Uh, He's talking about how how much control he wants. And he says he's a control freak, which I appreciate because I can be a control freak sometimes. I think everybody can about things that they care about, Um, which We've seen pushback in the past with many a creative with Lucasfilm where they're like, no, you're going to do what we say or no, you're going to let us have input. Uh, And he's saying here, like, I'm going to be painted as a control freak, but I have a vision. and I want to see that vision through. So I can't help but be a little nervous that I'm like, are they going to let him see his vision through? Are they going to push back on him? Are they going to tell him what to do? Are they going to cause issues? Because we all collectively know that they have in the past. That, mm-hmm. you know, story group, not necessarily story group, but like people at Lucasfilm, maybe story group, Kathleen Kennedy. We see it in interviews. We see it behind the scenes where people are like, yeah, I had meetings with Lucasfilm and they blew me off. Like, I just hope that they let him do his thing because everything that he's done so far in his career has been pure magic. And there's no reason that this wouldn't be the same. Like, this would be mm-hmm. any different than that. Um, I love that he does bring up his kids. I think that's super important and gets lost sometimes in Star Wars among the fan base is that, you know, I want to see death and I want to see a rated R Star Wars and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, come on, guys, let's remember that like it's also for kids. And that's what made it so successful is because you can relate to it at any point in your life Mm -hmm. uh, from some different perspective. Uh, So I like that because it makes me think that he's making it with, with his kids in mind as well. Um yeah, I love that. And he talks about like creatures and doing cool stuff. And yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know what else to really add to that. I am, I'm very excited for the show. I've been very understanding of what a Lando show could be, um, uh, including even little bits of comedy, which he obviously can handle. And I think like, in a way, like I wasn't like a big fan of the Haunted Mansion movie. So in a way, like when I sort of heard that they, it wasn't right to do it the way that they did it, but they did move away from the one person. They said, who's going to be writing it now? Donald and his brother. And it's like, oh, well, shoot, that actually, that sounds like an upgrade uh, Mm -hmm. in a way. And so I've been even more excited about it. And I've also been on record for saying, like, he didn't seem like he was really that into it. Like Kathleen Kennedy being like, it's happening. And he's like, maybe we're talking, you know, he's -hmm. been kind of like that. But on a number of occasions now, including this one, it seems like he is, more devoted to it as john was saying too than he ever has been and it actually feels a lot more confident than than um than it has in the past so i'm actually thinking that he is currently in the process of working on it and he's feeling good about it um which means that if he is in fact as controlling and has this vision and and is going to see it the way through and he's going to push through all that it makes me feel confident that this movie is actually on the way so yeah. I think we can all start to get excited the more he talks about it, um, that it's going to happen. So get excited for Lando, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about Bob Iger? Because there was an earnings call yesterday at Disney, and they talked a lot about uh, different things. Um, we'll talk about an, one of those things in our next story. But um, among all of the Disney Plus subscribers and the way they look to move up in the for, uh, in the future – with um, income and all sorts of stuff. Uh, The things that we got from Star Wars out of this was that the Mandalorian and the Grogu movie is going to be the first movie for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's coming in 2026. Uh, We actually got a uh, image, like an official like image of the title. Um, I should have brought that up. Maybe Cam when we're working on this, but we have the- uh, Where did that come from? I don't know. Are we sure that that's because uh, I don't <laughs> I didn't see that on Star Wars. I don't know where that came from. So I don't even know if that's real, but it's going around. So I'll look into it here after a second. Yeah. Uh, and then Acolyte and Skeleton Crew are coming this year, as he said. Um, so it's I mean, we sort of already knew that. So uh, Lacey, I'm bouncing back at you first on this one. Any thoughts on uh, Bob Iger's comments? Um, not including the video game stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, I was actually going to talk about that because I did. Okay, that's our next story. That's fine because I don't know Jack about video games. So, all right. Well, you go first, John. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I just, are you sure? You're you're more than welcome. Yeah. I did a ton of research into the video game stuff. So I feel like I. Perfect. It's my time. Um, This is why this works. (laughs) This is why this podcast is a dyad or triad, whatever. Um, So. Yeah, the Bob Iger stuff, like there's, I like connecting dots and like finding patterns and stuff. And I remember it wasn't that long ago, maybe a year ago, whenever he came back, he was like, we're going to lean back into our IPs, sequels, franchises, you know, the familiar, all that stuff. And I like that as long as the stuff's made well. Um, So yeah, he gives us the whole, you know, The Mandalorian is making its debut on the big screen. And that's going to be our first Star Wars movie in 2026. Um, He didn't, say a date so it you know but he did say the year so we are getting it that year so that's good so in two years we're getting our next star wars movie in theaters very cool didn't he say it was Uh, the first one though he said it's the first one uh now as of now that's may 2026 Mm -hmm. we've seen them erase dates we've seen them give dates to other things uh so we'll see but as of now Iger saying 2026 is a lock for the mando movie favreau i'm in love it uh, and then, of course, yeah, he said Acolyte Skeleton Crew this year, which is cool. Um, but then, you know, you start thinking about other things that have just come out recently. And like the Moana thing came to my mind and how that was going to be a Disney Plus series as a follow up. But now that's becoming Moana 2 and it's coming out in theaters this fall. We saw the 1.3 million uh, subscriber loss uh, for Disney Plus, even though the price increase has led to a revenue increase for Disney Plus because they sustained enough people with that higher price to uh, offset the cut in subscribers. But to me, it's clear they're shifting away from original 
programming on Disney Plus and what they're going to do with the melding in with the sports and Hulu. I think Disney Plus is going to be more of a hub of great content, like more so than not a hub of great content that already exists and it's going to live there and you're going to be able to go watch your stuff you've already seen and and not own it and not own it. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a big shift away from original content made for Disney Plus by the big IPs. I think there's going to be a massive slowdown with Marvel. That's probably already happening. Uh, we haven't heard about any new Star Wars shows coming that are going to be made for Disney Plus beyond what's already in the pipeline, being uh, Ahsoka 2 and or 2, and then these two shows we just talked about, Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Um, I think any plans for a future Boba Fett might have been now axed and they're shifting back to theatrical so with moana being the first you know now we hear donald glover's brother revealed that lando is now a movie it seems like pixar lucasfilm marvel all the ips were brought in the presidents whoever's running those and saying like we're making a shift which projects of yours do you want to move forward with which can be converted to movies this is our plan now so i think that's that's my biggest takeaway from all this. He didn't outright outrightly say that, but when you combine all the things he has said, plus all the shifts that are happening across different IPs, it seems clear to me that original content is being pulled back from Disney Plus, and they're realizing that where they're going to be able to make money is in the theater still first with this stuff, and then put it on Disney Plus, you know, after the fact because. I keep thinking about and and I liked Andor, but you know, two hundred and fifty to three hundred million dollars to produce that show. Where how did it make money for Disney? And it didn't. And you know, and you don't see people buying Andor action figures or Andor Andor merch. Kids are not watching Andor, so it's a very niche audience. You know, it's gonna be something that Star Wars can hang its hat on as a prestige level of filmmaking for television but beyond that the bottom line is money and that show is not making money and then you look at how they had to cut corners for obi-wan and stuff and i think they're realizing we need to prioritize these ips and how special they are and we need to give them everything they need to be good and to do that for star wars is big budget theatrical films and not let's cut corners here let's cast you know People have never acted before, like your Gina Caranos, who apparently was only, you know, making only, I say, making 25000 an episode. That's why you got Sasha Banks. That's why you got Lizzo. That's, you know, stuff like that. Let's bring our IPs back and give them the respect they deserve. Get them back in the theaters, make money that way. And then we'll see what happens down the road. So it seems like a big shift happening in terms of how the content's being made for Star Wars, which more importantly than the others. But when I combine what happened with the Lando thing to the same thing happening with Moana, it seems like a big global thing with Disney more than just one franchise versus another. That's good dot connecting there. Lacey, uh, what are your thoughts on what Bob Iger said? And then you can move into the video game stuff. Cause I, I'll comment on the video game stuff as well. I have a lot to say about that. Um, I, I get nervous because it seems like there's a huge shift, which we've seen, um, and I think it was definitely in reaction to the strikes and whatnot and Disney losing money um, and from the streaming service as well, that they're, they're pushing into the theaters, which we've been saying for a while is what their their priority is because you make more money in movie theaters. That being said, when they immediately shift these things to the movie theater, I can't help but ask, are they worthy of a movie? Because like Moana 2 is coming, right? So I love Moana. It's like one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, but Lin-Manuel Miranda is not doing the music for it, which is one of the reasons it's such a classic Disney movie. So you can't help but think like, how are they moving forward without him? And like, it seems like a very kind of, I don't know. And then they're, they're announcing like Moana's doing live action, but then they're doing a Moana too. It just seems like kind of all not really figured out and kind of what you were saying, John, which they're shifting, but they're shifting while also trying to manage what they've already said in the past few years. Um, and it's just kind of very much in flux. And I think it's because what happened with chat, uh, Chapik and then Bob coming back and then realizing with the strikes that he's not looking great and he's losing money for the company. And now he's reshifting everything to get people back into the movie theaters. Um, 
but I feel like these decisions are very reactive. They're not the kind of proactive decisions that we've seen from Disney in the past. Um, so I'm interested to see how they they eventually turn out. Um, one of those being this Fortnite decision, which they announced that they're doing this big uh, kind of partnership with Epic Games, who does Fortnite for $1.5 billion, uh, they, an equity stake in it. And they're working together to make this crazy online world where people can be a part of it and shop and do all these things. And yay, Disney. <laughs> It reminds me very much of Ready Player One. Like they're trying to build this world that you can go operate in and be a part of the Disney stories while also spending more money, seemingly. The weird thing about this for me is that, you know, Fortnite currently coming into 2024, the statistics for Fortnite are that it has 500 million registered players and 62.7% of them are between 18 and 24. 90% of Fortnite players are men. 90%. 90? 90%. Come on, Um, ladies. And then 74% of, 78% of them uh, prefer to play on a console. Uh, 85% of them are single. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know about that, but uh, it's just, they play on average six to 10 hours weekly uh, on this platform. So I can't help but question the decision to buy this group, this demographic, in addition to obviously the technology side, which they talk about, which they're like, oh, we can do so many great things with technology. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm brought back to a conversation and or interview Bob gave back in like 2012 to 2014 ish, where they stated that Disney bought Lucasfilm to get this specific audience the young male audience or male fans because they already had female fans with Disney princesses and all these other things. And that's also why they bought Marvel is because they wanted to expand their fan base into men. Um, So I find it very interesting that they're buying Fortnite, seeing as it's 90% men uh, and seemingly they're trying to make it into a world that's very much, I would say driven to probably a female audience. Um, because I don't play Fortnite, but I know I've watched videos of people playing Fortnite and they like go blow each other up and like fight and stuff. <laughs> so I don't necessarily know if like someone's going to log on and be like, yeah, let me go decorate my princess outfit in Fortnite. <laughs> I guess I'm still not grasping what the point is unless they're building this in addition to Fortnite. Cause it seems like from the I, picture, I don't think it is Fortnite. I think all they're doing is they're using the Fortnite engine to build a new world. To build, and a new, if you have Fortnite in- characters, those Fortnite characters will be able to enter into the Disney world. Interesting. I, the way I see it is they're building a digital park. That, they're building that makes a digital sense. park. That makes and sense. I think this is this is possibly, and this is speculation on my part. They did not say that at all. But Disney and Disney Plus is a uh, big partner. Uh, one of the um, first launch partners uh, for Apple Vision Pro. And so it makes me wonder if this is also Disney saying we're going to play in that world of like a virtual um, sandbox. We're going to create these worlds. You, If you are an owner of that product, you'll be able to a- access it in virtual reality and be able to do the things in uh, using that device. Um, but to me, it seemed like what they were doing is they were taking the Fortnite engine in the Fortnite world and technically connecting it, but it but it's not Fortnite. What they're doing is they're creating a brand new sure. world website uh, experience that you can, you know, kind of create your own character or maybe use other characters. I'm not really sure, but like all of that experience is going to go into and you're going to be able to walk around in this world and how things interact and stuff. And you will be able to bring Fortnite characters in and you probably will be able to take your characters and just add them to Fortnite. I think Fortnite will understand it so you can play in that world if you have these characters too. But I think it's a mutual thing where Fortnite is saying, yes, we will build this for you and we'll help cultivate this world because we think Fortnite fans would like 
Disney stuff, right? That's the Disney approach too. But it's the other way around too. Fortnite is probably also looking to bring Disney fans into the game because they're looking at their audience saying it's like, it's just this age group and just a small demographic. So if people are doing here and they're playing and interacting, they're more likely also going to be like, and then what's the what's the game world? Like You just walk into the Fortnite world and all of a sudden you're like, I've never played this before, but it looks fun. You know, and I think that's where everything is like synergy. Sure. I'm saying that if your audience is 90% male, 18 to 24, and they play that game to blow each other up and to be competitive and play games, I highly doubt they're going to be like, let me walk over to the Disney store and buy this thing and then make a character. Like they go on there to fight each other. They don't go on there to go shopping. And I think that it's interesting that they're trying to seemingly also attract this audience while also saying, hey, we have this audience of people that do like to buy Disney stuff and do like to walk around, but those people aren't already online doing those things. Like, yes, what they're trying to create is a brand new environment for people to interact with. I'm Mm -hmm. saying I don't know if that's going to work because they've already done these things through other places that didn't take off. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? So like no, different I don't know types, what you're saying. So like Where? different video the reason Fortnite is so popular is because people go on mm-hmm. and play video games. They go on, they beat each other up, they play, there's a competitive aspect. Yes, they play with each other. Same thing with Halo, with Battlefront, all these things. They're mm-hmm. saying we're making this world where you can go hang out and do things with Disney. You can buy and play and have fun and shop. Why would you want to do that online? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, what's the intention of having that audience go there? When you can just say, "Hey, I'm gonna just go to the park." I, well, first of all, I don't. I, I think they are intending for that audience to come over here. But I think what they're doing is they're they're building this world to sure. make new people who have never done anything like that want to join. So, like, I don't have a Fortnite account. I don't think any of us do. But the idea would be is like if they built a virtual park, then we would be like, "Oh, I'll sign up for that." Like, that sounds really cool. I'd like to create my own character, walk around the park and do fun things. And it does it doesn't have anything to do with Fortnite, really. Like, I don't have to ever encounter Fortnite if I don't want to go into that the world. But, like, you, walk, you can walk around a, a digital version of, like, the Magic Kingdom? Is that what you're talking about? They haven't determined I, that yet. Yeah, well, it seems like that from the images. It looks to me like what they're doing is they're, they're building, like, a... Uh, a video game world where it's like different sections of parks. Like we have this sort of like Disney plus area and we have like a Marvel area and we have a star Wars area. I don't like all where corner, we're like going. connects and stuff. What? I do not like where we're going. It's a society, but that's just my point of view. <laughs> I, yeah. I go to Disney, saying, sit in my couch and right, go to Disney. All I'm saying is that it's going to be hard to convert people it's to fun. get to here. Is that the converting people to go to this thing? Right now, the people that they're talking about with this technology that use this technology that they've proven the case for, which is what Disney bought. Disney bought, hey, you've proven that this is super popular with dudes, 18 to 24. They really like it. The technology's great. They love it. We can take this technology and make it popular over here. But they bought it in the case study of who's using it currently. If they didn't have that audience currently, Disney would not even be looking at it. So I, I sort of disagree, though. And you can, <laughs> sort of and you're welcome to do that. They but let want me finish to my develop point. This, let me who finish do my they point. You get to do it. Yeah. Let me okay. finish my point. So my point is that when you get to this new audience that they're claiming they're going to have on this platform, it it's not going to translate necessarily. You now have to convince those people to now join. How many how many people do you think are going to go out and buy this specific? engine when they can just go buy any other video game is what i'm saying it's just an interesting choice for disney i'm interesting to see where they're going with it and what they plan to do mm. with it i must have a different understanding of what it is than you guys because i'm i'm thinking i have zero understanding so. <laughs> i'm thinking they've they've decided to create their virtual world their metaverse if you will and and so they're they're building out this thing and they're like but we can't do it like we don't have the manpower to make that world so we're going to partner up with the one company that is capable of handling the mass amount of people that were expecting to join this new Disney interactive world. And in the handshake agreement, yes, they're going to also tie in Fortnite, even though Fortnite is not technically a Disney property. So like it's, 
really a Disney thing that they're doing, but they're having the people at Epic build it for them and then including Fortnite into it because obviously they would because it's Epic that's building it. But they're saying- I, like, I hear you. I understand it's what you're Star saying, Wars, James. It's Avatar. I'm and then they're saying, also saying it's Fortnite. And I don't it, think it's for Fortnite people. It's for us. It's a lot of money to be investing in a digital world that they don't have a proven case study that it's even going to work. Whereas when they have parks that they're not adding any new attractions to, they have content that they're not putting out really well, that they have yeah. movies that they need to put out. There is a lot of things that you can do for $1.5 billion, including right. pay your own might, people that I'm work at I'm not necessarily thing. arguing that it's a good business decision. I, I'm saying I right. just, I, I want to make sure that, because I saw a lot of people saying like, I guess more Disney characters are coming to Fortnite. And I'm like, that's not what it is. It's It seems like it's it's a whole other entity that also technically includes Fortnite. So yeah. if I... If I like want to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean in my Apple face and I'm on my couch, like I, I have to light bromine scented candles to get that smell. Like there's just a lot I got to do. I'd rather just go they, to Disney. That's not necessarily what it is, John. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I mean. It's not like you're I, I literally think, going to the park and getting jumping on Excuse bikes. me yeah. for trying to add some humor to this all, conversation. All this, all this stuff gets so overblown. It gets made fun of all the time. And I'm like, we have other ways of entertaining ourselves that isn't like going to a place and doing a thing. We watch yeah. people play sports. We don't play sports. We we read adventures, not go on adventures. We read the words and it's not very interactive. I get no wind. I get no sound effects. I get no smell from a book, but I can use my imagination and go into the world. This is just another way to entertain yourselves. We're creating a world. If they do the Apple Vision Pro thing, yeah, cool. Put that on, be massively... Uh, you know, surrounded in the environments and stuff. And it's just cool and interactive and it'll cost money. But, you know, if they think it'll make money, if they think it's worth, uh, you know, doing, I say it's cool. You know, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I have a total hot take right now. The Go Apple Vision Pro thing is so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. People look so dumb wearing it. It's so stupid. I <laughs> I don't like it whatsoever. I saw a video of some guy driving a Cybertruck wearing a pair of those goggles. It was like the prime example of like everything that's wrong with where technology is going. Like back to the Future 2. We, we've arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry fruit, if someone please, listening has fruit, now offended. Uh, you are welcome to like it if you do. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. I think it's so stupid. Like people saying like, oh, well now, I you have Oculus. Do, now you can do your job on the subway. Great. So now you're giving companies another reason to have you work all the time. Perfect. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's so dumb. I'll get it if I can watch the, watch the Titanic sink. Oh my God. You're still on that with the Titanic. <laughs> John just wants to feel like he's dying. Like, really wants to experience it. I want to experience historical events as they happened. Who doesn't want to do that? James is severely offended right now. I want to buy yeah, a movie just, ticket. No where, comment, I guess. You know, I, I think that's You're welcome that's awesome. to comment. That's fine. You cannot say anything, anything bad about Apple. It will upset James. And that's just how I have an iPhone. Go. I have AirPods. I have a MacBook. I like all those yeah, things. And all of those things were made fun of and I have a stupid watch. and they don't make any sense and it's the stupidest thing and why I never ever... made fun of any of those things. I'm making I'm just fun saying of this one everybody thing. does and it's always like okay give it a couple years and we'll understand how it changes everything. James you'll you'll laugh last when in Star Wars Celebration 2035 <laughs> we're all at home at celebration like this. I would rather do that and see it in 3D and be able to interact than just on a screen. Then go to Japan? Are you trying to no, no, that? no. Then see it on a screen. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what comes of this. Uh, and James, any thoughts on the, uh, before we get into resistance transmissions, of course, uh, about, you know, Disney Plus and the shift and and your thoughts on uh, Iger? No, not, not in particular. I, I think, like, it's a weird, like, I, I've had this discussion before when it comes to Disney, just as far as like, there's a lot of people who complain that there's too many people at the park. 
And then it's like, okay, well then how do you get rid of people? You raise the prices. But then if you raise the prices, then people complain that the prices are too high. And so how do you do that? Well, you lower the prices, you know? Um, so it's this kind of like ongoing thing. I don't really know what is considered a win, really. Um, if you raise the prices of Disney Plus, then you just cut out a lot of people. So now you less people are watching your programming. So you spent mm-hmm. all this money on a show and now only like 10 people are watching it. And it's like, it seems, yeah, you made your money back, but like, what are we really doing then? And so it, it kind of makes me wonder if it if it is actually a good move to raise a price just so you can pay off what it costs to maintain the thing, I guess, or like keep it relevant. I don't know. It's a weird argument, but at the end of the day, literally everybody seems to be raising their prices. It's crazy. Like uh, something else I just saw went up like another 10 bucks a year or something. And I was like, <laughs> it's like the, the companies kind of forget, like there are people that are actually paying for it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. you paying for it. It's us paying for it. And it's frustrating. So I don't know. I do mm-hmm. have to give some credit in the chat because people are ragging on me, which I said it was a spicy take. I said that, you know, people are going to hate me for it and that's okay. Uh, Matt in the chat said, you can't hate on Vision Pro while drinking out of a Stanley. I do have a Stanley mug. That is 100% correct. <laughs> I do. I have a couple. I have Yetis too. I have I have all different types of mugs. It helps me drink water. That being said, you're 100% right. I can't pick on one and not pick on the other. They both suck. Right. They both suck. They both are probably terrible for the environment for multiple reasons. Um, But yeah, no, I appreciate you guys in the chat and listeners too. I'm probably going to get it online. Uh, You guys are always honest with me. I appreciate that. And I ask for it. So. Well, we're we're always honest, you know, just how it goes. (laughs) Um, James, we got anything else? Um, no, I think that's really it for the, the news portion, but we can move on to our last section. All right. Let us do it. it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here it is. Surprise. (laughs) It's time for resistance transmissions. I love this segment, guys. <laughs> I'm just laughing at everybody ragging at me in the chat. Uh, all right. Resistance Transmissions. This is where you guys get to be part of the show and you get to respond. So John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter, aka X, aka whatever you want to call it. Uh, and you guys give your answers. And I read them here live on the show. I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. And we discuss it. So if any of you brought up the VR goggles in your answers, it's going to be like wild. Uh, all right. So the question is, pick any or situation, situation, uh, pick any Star Wars character. What would a bumper sticker on their personal ship say? Uh, awesome. Next is first up is Hass. What up, Hass at Hass underscore Aslam, A-S-L-A-M. He said Mandos would say Baby Yoda on board. I like it. I got to tell you, those do exist. And uh, when first like Grogu Mandalorian came out that was like the first thing everybody made on Etsy was baby on board signs and mm-hmm. then Disney went through and had everybody take them down because they made oh, of own. course yes yeah uh, next is Sean Campbell at NY Isles 45 what up Sean he said Qui-Gon I break for Gungans <laughs> <laughs> nice. get out of here get out of the way <laughs> uh, next is Andrew Staley at deuce underscore Staley what up Andrew he said Uncle Owen a uh, proud supporter of the Tatooine Volunteer Fire Department. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Andrew. Um, no. With a burn. <laughs> Next is Mike Ramori at Drum Jedi. What up, Mike? I think he's in the chat, too. He said, we quay bartender. It's called Freetown now. Freetown. Next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. He said, didn't Dejarin use this to have a this is the way bumper sticker, but he needs a new one. And then Joey responds, included a gif of a razor crest being blown up. <laughs> that did he does, happen. He does need a new this one. This should make like gif bumper stickers somehow. Like I know they make like LED little things, but it should just be real tiny and just kind of like do <laughs> a thing. Mm-hmm. Next is Semperfy Danny at Semperfy Danny. What up, Danny? And Mark who listens with Danny. Uh, Lando Calrissian, my other ship is a falcon. 
noise. Was the Falcon. Oh, was the Falcon. My bad. Missed, a, missed a word there. Uh, Pedro at Pedro Gringas. What up? He says, Darth Maul, I'm still looking for the last guy that cut me off. <laughs> He's still looking Man. for him. Must have been before Rebels. Yeah. Uh, and then more 5150 at more 5150. What up? Said Yoda, if you can read this, too close you are. Too close you are. <laughs> I think, is that a real bumper sticker? I feel like I've seen that before. I don't know. That's clever, though. Uh, Which means I've been too close to somebody, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You were in an accident. I was T-boned. What do you mean I was in an accident? <laughs> That's it. You guys are funny. <laughs> All right. Back to you, John. I don't I don't see anything. Oh, yes, I do. A Baby Yoda one that says too close you are, which is funny because that's not. People just assume they talk like that. Yeah. Do you guys have bumper stickers? I'm not touching my new car with a bumper sticker. Get I have a here. Rebel insignia on the back, but it's not really like a bumper sticker. It kind of like is like a medallion that is it's like a magnet. No, it, it has like an adhesive on the background, but it's like a plastic piece. that's like shiny that goes on there. Yeah. I, I'm very curious what this whole thing with empire is tomorrow. Like I have a feeling that it's just going to be like the Phantom Menace 25th anniversary and people are going to be all pissed off that it's not Obi-Wan season two because they had to do that tease for it. So, mm. Um, but a marketing person being like, do a tease. It'll be great. I know. And then, yeah, (laughs) just, just, just say hello there. Like that's the thing with some of these, like, I don't know how big of a fan the like the, you know, the social media content drivers are for these trades and stuff. Like they don't understand how there is people very, there are people very passionate about like, oh, we want more Ewan and Hayden and more Obi-Wan and more Obi-Wan. And then you, you put that out there. Like, imagine if their tease was something about let the past die or, <laughs> or like mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. related to Adam Driver and Star Wars. And what they did the next day had nothing to do with it. I would probably have to delete my social media accounts. Just like absolute madness that would ensue. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's one of those but, things that people just go, just put this. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'll never forget one time... Uh, someone, I won't say what their name is, but I got to know them through this situation and they were posting from a very popular TV show, social media account. Uh, it was just like a, a gif of like R2D2 or something. And everyone went absolutely nuts because they thought it was a new trailer for, you know, last Jedi or whatever. And the person was like, I reached out on behalf of Star Wars News at the time, and they're like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm just a Star Wars fan, and I wanted to post that because it was Friday. And I was like, oh, man. And like <laughs> everyone went nuts thinking this uh, show was going to be putting out a trailer, and it wasn't that at all. So you just got to be, be careful with your expectations when these social media accounts for um, trades that aren't really connected deeply uh, just post things because we apply a context to it that they probably didn't. Now watch, tomorrow comes out and they're like, Empire's going to start announcing thing for us now. And now it's Obi-Wan season two, three, and four. And everyone's coming back. And But <laughs> I, I don't think so. But anyway, I hope it's something cool <laughs> for all of us to check out tomorrow, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like this, this episode flew by. It did. Uh, there was just so much we had to talk about in this finite period of time. But uh, talk about it more we will as we hear more information about Lando, the future of the movies, and all of that. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for subscribing, whether that's your preferred audio platform or our channel, uh, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. However you take in TRB, just spread the word. Tell your friends. It's always a good time, and you're a big part of that reason. So thank you very, very, very much. Uh, make sure you do follow us on social media at TRB Podcasts. Uh, We will start using the other ones a bit more. I hope one of them does create a desktop version personally, but TRB Podcasts also on Blue Sky and Threads now. And of course, uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and, you know, wherever you can find us. But more importantly, listen to the show and and subscribe there and rate us and all that stuff. Um, We do have to say a special thank you to our Patreon generals and spice runners. Now, if you're a listener of TRB, you're listening to this right now. And you're like, man, I really like this podcast. And you're able to support us and you want to support us. Head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers start at just five bucks. You get bonus episodes that are just on Patreon. Uh, We also have polls. We have calls. Actually, in about five minutes, we're going to be hopping on with our general spice runners. 
and uh, our admirals over on uh, just a, a chat. We get together for about an hour and we hang out. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on our Patreon. So check it out. If you can support us, it means a great deal to us. Thank you very much. Uh, and the big shout out to Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kretz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Dave Hornack, and Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, and the Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and the Fort Worthian. Uh, thank you all so, so, so much. Uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on social media and my movie pod, just like the movies. Lacey, where can people talk to you about Apple and Stanley Cups? <laughs> people can find me on social media at Lacey Gillern and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillern and rooting on the Chiefs on oh, Sunday. Oh, God. Go Niners. Uh, oh, God. Go Travis. Uh, James, how about you? It would probably take me like five minutes to remember who was even playing. <laughs> but I will be watching it uh, with family. Um, you can find me on social media at Myra Trunks, and maybe I'll post a picture of me testing out the Apple Vision Pro yesterday from yesterday. Nice. Sweet. Very good. All right. We hope everyone has a great weekend. If you are watching the Super Bowl, uh, have a good time. Be safe, uh, of course, out there. And we will see you Monday with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>